What's up, friends? Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. I know it's been a second since we recorded a new episode, so I'm super stoked about this for that reason, but also for the special guest that I have today. Uh, lots of you guys may not know her, but you will because the Lord's using her in mighty ways. I am a new friend of hers, or she's a new friend of mine. We'll see if I'm a friend of hers. But in the studio today, in the playroom, on the Dora mat, we have Miss Danielle Royce. Isn't that fun? That is fun. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to the show, if you will. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think that it's crazy. Like, um, we've been talking for probably the last two hours, maybe, <laughs> without recording anything yet. But the Lord has been all over our conversations. And I'm just like, I truly am in awe of the way that the Lord connects people the way that he moves in our life um, in the background so often. And then sometimes, every now and then, he's so gracious enough to, to allow us to see him move right in front of our face. And um, I think that we believe for that to happen more and more and more, and it will, um, as you've experienced yeah. in your life uh, and as I've experienced some in my life. But, you know, the, the people listening, I'm just um, I'm hopeful that as you share your story today, that they will, they'll be compelled um, to to just dig deeper, walk more intimately with the Lord, to have faith for what it is that um, that they're believing, and to pray in ways that they've never prayed before. Um, but you're here today because you wrote a book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, you're here today because God's got a plan for you. But you wrote a book that I have in my sweet little hands right now. It's I find my I found myself in heaven. Um, and this is a story that I, and I don't want to take your glory here. You're, you're, yeah, I don't want to take your, your story, but this is a story of you literally finding yourself in heaven. You died and went to heaven. Like not everybody can say that girlfriend and be sit here on a podcast to record about it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump in right there and let's talk a little bit about the book, why you wrote the book how this even came about. So just open us up, take us to your world. Okay. Um, well, in 2016, um, I went in the hospital for back surgery and about 10 days later I got an infection and, um, ended up back in the hospital and, um, they did not think it was as bad as it was. And I wasn't on a heart monitor or anything like that. They just thought it was going to, you know, up my antibiotics and send me home. And um, in the middle of the night, I um, my heart stopped, and about four o'clock in the morning, and um, my husband, who was sleeping next to the bed, just happens to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, and uh, tap me to see if I'm okay, and I was gone. He woke um, up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Um, uh, he is uh, hard of hearing in one ear. He, he usually sleeps on his good ear, so he can sleep through trains. I mean, he can sleep through everything. And um, blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and so uh, and he he's a heavy sleep. He's a nine hour sleeper. And for him to wake up after being up days with me, you know, tossing yeah. and turning, at four o'clock in the morning, and just reach over and realize that I wasn't breathing. Um, was just God tapping him on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, that's mm -hmm. just a miracle right there. Amen. Um, and so, um, so I get to be home with my family and, um, 
And I remember, you know, for me, it was, my husband was going through something much different, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it was very traumatic and they're coming in and they're, you know, they're doing CPR and um, I'm in a teaching hospital. So the person who did CPR had never done CPR on a live person before. My gosh, yeah. And, uh, and so uh, they, I was in a new wing of the hospital, so they had, they couldn't find the crash cart at first. Um and, um, and so my husband and daughter were just praying in the hallway and, um, and my husband got really real with the Lord and, uh, and said, you know, Lord, just, just send my wife back. Right. Mm. And, uh, meanwhile, my heart was totally stopped. Um, I, my veins were collapsed. I had already changed colors. Uh, they could not get any medicine into my veins. They could not get anything down my throat. Um, and, um, and so they ended up putting medicine into my bone marrow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even before they even got me intubated, when the Lord chose for me to wake up, I woke up and I was talking and, um, and just ready to talk. It's insane. Uh, yeah. Ready to talk. <laughs> um, all I could think of was, uh, getting to my husband to tell him what I had experienced in heaven. It's like, I need, I need to talk to my husband, you know, yeah. I'm like, do you know what happened to you? You died. And I'm like, uh, no, I went somewhere. I'm like, no, you died. I'm like, no, no, no. I went somewhere. I need to tell my husband. <laughs> wow. That's all I can. But these people are looking at you like, you're insane. You don't know what you're talking about right now. You're not coherent. Like, just lay down, calm down. Right. Are you brain damage. That's what it is, brain damage. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they. I remember them asking me, do you, do you know what happened to you? And I'm like, I went somewhere. And they said, no, you died. And I'm like, I went somewhere and I I just remember I couldn't wrap my the word death it was not something I could wrap my brain around it was like not even a concept it it, the word death had it's almost lost its meaning it Um, had no sting no no sting (laughs) yeah um, it it it, you know that was the big thing is like death what what is that you know um and uh it was like walking from one room into the next um, yeah it was just that easy i'm here now i'm there yeah um and uh to be absent from the body to be present with the lord and um and yeah. it was um w- the most life transforming moment and uh wonderful moment i can I, it's I hard can to even, even put words you to can't right put i'm words sure to it. there are like... no words to explain um you know i in the book, I described it as as being like underwater in love. If love was a tangible thing that you could feel all around you, um, and to be totally presence of mind. Um, you know, a lot of times we're in two different places. Um, we're either thinking. Um, I think I said this earlier. We're either thinking about what somebody else is going to say, or what we're going to say, right. or how we can impress, and um, or we're thinking about. Uh, regrets, things that we should have said or what we should have done in the past. And, you know, to be totally in that one moment and not being someplace else. And I think a lot of times we mentally tra- time travel to places that we have no place being, you know, yeah. and the enemy uses that to, um, yeah. to, you know, take down our, um, armor. Right? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. uh, because we're not present in, in the fight. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but to be totally present with the Lord in that moment and to be totally focused on uh, nothing but him. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, for me, seeing something, seeing myself in heaven, um, seeing my true identity in heaven, God showing mm-hmm. me my true identity in heaven mm-hmm. um, was transforming because it, I don't think I ever knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And 
I, to tell you the truth, when I came back, I was a little angry. I was like, I wanted to see the gold streets and uh, <laughs> I wanted the tour of heaven. Um, and uh, I wanted my story to be like everybody else's. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, but I think that is so true of us on a daily basis in the sense of we always think that if our story could be like somebody else's, yeah. it would have more impact. It would be more powerful. It would be more special. It would be better. Which is we're, just a lie. That's a lie. Cause yeah. you know, we're always comparing, you know, our blooper reel to everybody else's highlight reel, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, and so I came back a little angry thinking, Lord, why didn't you show me this? Why didn't you, you know, do this? Why didn't you do that? And, and it took a minute for me to realize that, you know, God did spiritual surgery on me while I was there. You wow. Know, in the sense of I had a lack of identity, um, a lack of knowing who, how God saw me, um, of who I was, um, and my impact on the world. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't, I didn't know that. And I was losing all of that opportunity to love people, right? And, um, and God showing me what exactly what I needed to see to come back and um, be in the moment, be present, yeah. and to, to live my life in a real, authentic way, you know? Yeah. So did you, I, I want to get to, you know, your, your, I don't even want to use the word experience in heaven, but like your experience in heaven, there's such, there's a much better word to put there, but, um, but for those that right now that are listening and are thinking, is she for real? Like, okay, did she just like, I know the doctor said like her heart stopped or whatever, but did it really, did like, did the medical professionals really know that this was what was going on? Like maybe they just weren't picking up whatever it was like, but you were gone for and when I say gone, like you had, you had no heartbeat, you were not breathing, you were gone for five minutes, mm -hmm. according to the doctor that was caring for you at the time. Um, what, how, what kind of questions do you get from people whenever they look at you? Like you can't be for real, you know? And, and I'm sure that maybe that comes from believers and non-believers alike, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you probably have gotten that question a couple of times from from both. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How, yeah. You know, people saying, well, you might've had a dream or right. your blood might've been flowing through your brain or something, or, you know, last memories or something like that. Um, you know, I, what I saw in heaven is not anything like I ever saw in my lifetime mm. relating to me or any experience that I'd ever had before. Um, and, um, you know, I think that, you know, I think that I get, I think it takes faith for you to believe, you know, I think you have to want to believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I hope you do, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, we, we are all headed for a destination and, mm -hmm. uh, and there is no doubt if you're a believer, if you're not a believer that you will die. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, my perspective is that I know in my heart that heaven is real. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I, I think a lot of people will say, you know, you don't know or whatever. Well, I'm not speaking from my perspective, right? Right. I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. Mm. And when you tell me or someone tells me that, oh, you probably had a dream, you had this, you're thinking from your perspective. And if I weigh your perspective against my experience, I'm going to pick my experience every time. Right. 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 Because you haven't been there. Yeah. Experience counts for more. Right. And so, um, so I think that to ask you to reach out and have a little faith, mm. just 
take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. And um, and uh, open your mind up. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, um, and you know, I, I get people a lot of times on my Facebook site who will say, you know, that they've come and they challenge or they, you know, they say something. And I'll have 1,800 people say, amen. And then one person really challenged me and tell me off and, you know, and, you know, it could be angry. And, and you wonder, <laughs> they don't know me, right? Right. And right. so, um, and those are the people I live for. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait till they come up there because, you know, because I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah. What what hurt you so bad that that um that you have no faith, you know? Mm. And um somebody once told me, you know, they said, you know, I just don't have any experience, you know, they said, I, I'm glad that you lived, but I'm I just don't have any experience. I said, Well, what do you believe is going to happen? And they said, Well, you know, I just don't believe uh don't believe in God. I don't believe I have a soul and I said well that's why faith is so hard for you because mm -hmm. if I believed that my body was going to decay and then that would be all there was of me then um I don't think I could have faith in a lot of things either it would be what is this world for yeah you what's know? it all about what's it all about yeah. why you know I'm gonna build up money and buy houses and get a career and get titles and money in the bank and then I'm going to be buried in the same six feet of ground as everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, have that Solomon moment. And um, and so I could see where people would get a little jaded, you yeah, know, yeah. about life. And um, and where with if you take life uh, in faith, mm. um, you see every moment as an opportunity, every person as a precious opportunity to... Um, impart God's love Amen. through you. You know, I just want to be a living vessel yeah. for the love I experienced in heaven. Yeah. And and to assure you that you can't there are no U-holes in heaven, right? But but <laughs> the only thing you take with you when you go is the people that you talk to for the Lord and the love that you gave Amen. and took. Right? That's what mm -hmm. you take with you to heaven. Yeah. And so um and and that's worth storing up. Yeah, that's worth stored up and given. We we'll get to the the RSVP list um, okay. a, a little bit later in the conversation because um, I feel that's where I feel like that's going um, because that was one of the parts of your book that absolutely struck me and which I shared with you and I know that the people that are listening that read it it will it will resonate with them as well. So tell us before we dive into um, more of what is in the book, tell us about um, what you encountered in heaven what tell us about yourself that you encountered in heaven but ultimately all of it okay so prior to heaven um i had um you know i had a difficult life in the sense of you know i had gotten to the point where i have a husband and family and things had sort of uh, panned out but i had been through a lot of brokenness um i had been through some abuse as a child um and, um, and a teenager, adult, uh, and, uh, you know, that had kind of broken my identity about who I was a lot of mm. low self-worth. Um, and, uh, and that all showed itself in different ways, you know, and I had become sort of a workaholic and, you know, always being a people pleaser, trying to be, I, I, I had made it my, you know, sort of mantra to be indispensable, you know, yeah. and so I would give at great cost. Um, mm. I would give myself away and, um, and I, I worked myself to death trying to, you know, make everybody happy, mm -hmm. which is impossible, right? Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. And, um, 
and and still would beat myself up at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, nothing was ever good enough. And um, and so, um, you know, I, I just, the, the devil had robbed me of whoever I could have been through all of these challenging things that had happened in my life. And, um, and, uh, and so, you know, and I even, you know, just prior to that was just really angry, um, about some things, about some unanswered prayers, you know, yeah. and, um, and the Lord in his, in his grace, you know, I had actually spoken my own death. I, I'd actually written down in a journal that, you know, um, you didn't answer my prayers. So I guess I have to face death, right? right. Because I was so afraid of dying during that surgery. And, um, and sure enough, I had written it and said it and I did, I faced death and, yeah. um, and, um, and God in his good grace caught me and showed me the one thing that I needed to see. He didn't give me the tour of heaven. He didn't give me all the stuff that I thought I, I wanted. Yeah. He gave me what I needed yeah. and, uh, to come back and transform my life. And I'm sure that when I go again, I'll get the tour of heaven and I'll get yeah. the gold streets and the mansions <laughs> and all that stuff. But, uh, what the Lord showed me in heaven, he showed me me. He showed me, um, and, and, and at first, you know, he shows me this, this perfect version of me and I could sense it was almost, um, it was almost three dimensional in the sense that I'm not just looking at the physical me, but I could see everything about this person he showed me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she was fierce and she was strong and she was amazing. And I did not recognize her. That was the funny part. I did not recognize her. I'm like, like, who is that? Who is this? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, I looked into her eyes and I realized, wait a minute, that's me. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I immediately moved back into backwards, you know, because, uh, and I got excited because I was like, that's, that's me. Yeah. That's the, you know, and after coming back, I, I thought, God, why would you show me the perfect version of me and then send me back to this? Cause I came back and I was sick and mm -hmm. kidney failure and all the same stuff was still here, you know? Yeah. And, um, and uh, there was no magic, you know, bullet that happened. That's all yeah. of a sudden I came back and I was miraculously a different person, you know? Right. Um, but as I began to grow with the Lord during my season in the hospital, um, then I realized that, you know, that he had done exactly, he had changed, you know, um, and uh, almost like when you see watercolor, you see, mm -hmm. you've ever seen watercolor, sure. you, you tap a page with, with watercolor and the it's color sort of, starts to spread, yeah, right? Yeah. And inside me, something had been woken up and that color became mm. to spread throughout mm. me and, and, and changed me from the inside out until I feel like I became that woman God showed me, wow. and, you know, and it, and it, the thing is, is that I always was that woman, you know, God Amen. made me made me that person right but, and but the bible says we're like a man who looks in the mirror and forgets what he looks like and so a lot of times if we don't see ourselves through and with the word of god and we don't filter who we are through that then uh we will not recognize ourselves or live out our best self right? live out here. what god intended yeah. us to here right yeah and um and so i think that that was you know it wasn't exactly what I thought it should be, but it was an amazing, um, uh, lesson in identity. Amen. You know, I think it's interesting that <clears throat> you said 
I'm looking and I'm looking at this this woman, and I think in, in the way that you wrote it in the book, um, you had described like seeing her, like not far off, but she wasn't right next to you type thing. And then it was like as if time didn't even exist, and you were you were right there next to her, right. like you. Yeah, and you, you know this was a huge one because when I was trying to dis- to explain in the book how it is that it happened, I was at a distance. She was at a distance. Yes. And then I said, I need to know her. I need to see her. Right. Yes. And I thought I wanted to get closer. This was the first person that I saw in heaven. Right. I need to get closer. And the minute I thought it, I moved with the power of thought. Thought. Yeah. And so, and I think that that, and you know, because people ask, did you walk in heaven? Was there a floor in heaven? Did you feel the ground? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I just moved with the power of thought. And you know, I was one place and then I was instantly another place. And I, I, I take that home now and to that, that everything that happens here now, we move with power of thought. It all begins with that seed thought, right? Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about something, you know, I had thought I was something the other day I was thinking is, you know, don't leave your thoughts unsupervised by the (laughs) word of God, right? Uh, Don't leave your thoughts unsupervised by the word of God. Because, you know, you have to know what God says about you, what the Word says about you. And when thoughts pass through your mind that don't line up from the Word of God, if you don't know it, then you don't know to filter those thoughts through it and um, and, and to take those thoughts into captivity and put them in their place. Amen. Right? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I just literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively, yeah. Yeah. Because the word captivate in the Bible, you know, like not captivate, to to take captive in the Bible does not mean to take a thought and hold on to it and let it fester in a spot, right? Right. It means to, in the Bible, in the original translation, the word to to, um, To take captive captive means to kill it, right? Mm. To, uh, To hunt it down and kill it. So when you get those negative thoughts popping into your brain about who you are or what you should be doing or what's going on, or even people you love in your life or, or you don't know of you love in your life, right? Yeah. When you get those thoughts come in that aren't lined up with the word of God, you need to know that they're not, filter it through the word of God, Yeah. Uh, supervise that thing and kill it, right? And <laughs> right, so, uh, right. and, uh, which you have the authority to do. You do. You have the authority to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it will transform your life and who you are and how things turn out for you. Amen. You know, so can you take us to the moment of like, whenever you looked into your eyes, um, like, was this the realization when you got the realization of this is you did. And I mean, I feel like I'm kind of ignorant in asking this, but like, was it at that moment that like the Lord began to minister to you and as to who you were, like that this was you and as to who you were standing before you, like, does that even make sense? Yeah. Like what happened in that exchange? Well, it was almost like winning the lottery. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) This is who I am. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't, you know, honestly, in that moment, I was not thinking, you know, I'm going to take this person, I'm going to become this person and then I'm going to take this back to earth. Earth was not a thought in my brain at that moment. That's what I was going to say. Like it wasn't even that you were in comparison, right? right? There was not. It was like, I I liken it to to being a caterpillar and then you're going to become a butterfly. And, and this is, and there's no doubt that this is what's going to happen or this is Mm. what you're meant to do. Mm -hmm. And you leave the caterpillar behind and that's it. Uh, and, and, and you soar. And I think a lot of us, um, don't spend the time, um, cocooning ourselves in the word of God (laughs) 
and, yeah. uh, and, 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 and baking in that, you know, in the sense of that, so that we know that we can soar now, right? Yeah. That, that, that we, God wants us in an ever present moment with him. And, you know, Jesus doesn't want said, you to stay in a cocoon here. Right, right. Yeah. He doesn't want you to be that caterpillar here. He yeah. gave you wings, right? Yeah. Uh, he, when he gave you Jesus and grace and all the mm. things that he gave you, he gave you wings to soar. Amen. And, um, and he has got your back. Act yeah. like you have a savior because Come he has on. got your back. And, um, and so. Act like you have a savior. I like that. <laughs> And uh, so jump, leap, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, you think about that baby bird that's going to jump out of the nest for the first time, right? Um, And, you know, uh, you could do, you could stand there and stay at that nest forever, or you can take the leap. And and, and that leap is faith that God has you and that, you know, that there is no, there's no limit to what God has for you. Sure. And, and, And I think where a lot of people falter is they believe somehow that they either don't, the enemy lies to them early yeah, on. He tries amen. to steal, you know, he tries to steal who you could be, right? Um, I wrote something, I wrote, Satan is an identity thief. He's tried to steal God's identity and we are made in his image. So he tries to steal ours. It seems to hit home. We all try to live up to a standard, either one we have been taught or one that we believe that we are not making. I realize that feeling loved and accepted and understood feels out of reach for so many people. The world seems to compare their blooper reel to everyone else's highlight reel. When I came back from heaven, I was dripping with love for people. For the first time in my life, I was interested instead of working overtime to be interesting. God's love gave me that ability. I I had always wanted to make people like me, but had a feeling that if they really knew me, that they would not. Mm. I am sure that there are people out there um, that do not ex- do that may not experience the low self-esteem that I had experienced. But for those who do, they need to know um, to tell you the truth. When I woke up from heaven, I was uh, I was sometimes angry about you know not having everybody else's story until God made me realize that my story was the one I needed to live, mm-hmm. um, and that He had written an awesome story for me yeah. and, um, and filled with opportunity, love, excitement and, and victory. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't have to have all of that stuff that I, baggage I was carrying around with me. Amen. And so God did spiritual surgery to set me free from that broken identity that the enemy had put on top mm. of me for so long. Mm. Um, and, um, and you know, it's a place you have to constantly tap into yeah you know this reminds me of a um yesterday I was sitting at because you know before before this like obviously you had gotten sick and so forth but you said like I I was I was on the top of my game as far as it goes like you know you were workaholic like people you were of high esteem like people respected you you they they sought after gifts that you had in, in a sense of like what you could offer at work and what you could offer in friendship and whatever like you were you were elite for all intents and purposes yeah. right like um I, I yesterday I was sitting in a parking lot and I looked over to I was actually looking through your book right because I'm like okay I'm, we're gonna sit together tomorrow I probably want to think about a few things that I want to highlight in here right and so um I looked over to my left and there was a Porsche. It was a Porsche SUV. And um, I'm like, oh, it's a nice car, right? You just kind of glance like, oh, nice car, what have you. And then I glance back again and it's sitting on a donut, a donut tire. Mm-hmm. And 
immediately in that moment, the thought popped in my head. And I always say this, like, I'm just not that good. So it had to be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but it was um, even the elite um, can break. Yeah. Right. Even the elite will will go flat. Yeah. Right. In this world. Yeah. You know what? By the standard of this world, the best of the best will break. Yeah. You know, and I thought, man, like, thank you, Lord, for that reminder, because for me, like where I always everything with excellence, you know, I mean, that's that I want. That's the desire of my heart, because I, I want to honor the Lord in everything that I do. But I also have pride, <laughs> you know, um, I'm he I do believe I can be delivered from this. But, you know, it's just it's one of those things that like I, I want people to like me. You know, I, I want to be desired. I, the, the things like by, by people in this world that live of this world. And that's not necessarily the way that he designed me to be, you know, but the people that we come into contact with that we think, man, they've got it, they've got it all together. Even those people go flat. Even those people are broken. Some yeah. of those people are rolling on a donut and about to break, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, so I, I envision that in where you were before you got so sick, you know, like, I, you know, I had, I had like pushed my career to the top of its game in a sense of I've been on television and, and all of that. And, you know, I was just very ambitious and, um, and, um, and so, but in, and, but there was a part of me that felt and deep down inside that, you know, that I was just faking it till I made it. Mm. And, and the, the idea that that line, that finish line of making it kept getting moved every time I would get to one, you know, I was like, I'm not there yet. And every time I get to one level, I'm not there yet. Um, and there always had to be more. And so, um, I, I was always unhappy, always unhappy. It's, It's like, I could have all the good things going that I wanted six months ago, but now I had to push that envelope six months further out. Yes, right. Yes. Uh, and it was like something inside me felt like I didn't deserve to be happy. Right. Mm. Um, or, or that it was just always out of reach. Yeah. And I, I wrote in the book, I, you know, which this resonated with somebody that I said, you know, um, I believed I, I would fake it till I make it. And then I, then I realized I was just a fake. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I, I thought fake it till you make it was the thing you did to be successful. I thought that was how you lived your life. Right. Right. I didn't know that you could be real. Right. right. And so, and, and people like you, right. Um, and, um, and, and so I took the, I took the filter of people liking me off of things now and more about me loving people. Yeah. Cause um, it's all, it's not about you. Right. It's not about me. None of it is about us. Right. Like zero. And, <laughs> no, no. And I mean, we all want to be loved but and, and liked and all that kind of stuff, but you know, um, and it fills our love tank, right? We always sure. talk about love tanks to, sure. to have people love us and affirm us and all yeah. of those kind of thing. And so a lot of times we're, we're looking to get our love tank filled up from the people around us when it, when we have a God who is love. That's right. And if we just go press in with him, he can fill us up and then we'll be overflowing onto yeah. those other people. And you know what the byproduct of that is when you're loving people all the time mm. is that they like you for that, <laughs> you know? Um, and so you end up getting the one thing you sought. It's true. You know, yeah, um, but, true. but, you know, but in the best possible way, because yeah. you've got, you're not doing it because you're not doing it 
to get something. You're doing it to give something, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you don't and get God, to get. God never yeah. runs out. God never runs out. So mm-hmm. he doesn't run out of steam and, and he doesn't run out of love and yes. he doesn't run out of time or energy or yeah. grace. Um, he's got all of that for you. And so anytime you feel empty or on a donut, you yeah. can, all you have to do is tap in. It's yeah. just there, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and just tap in. And he's right there for you. Well, talking about loving people, you know, um, you had mentioned this this RSVP list. You talked about it, and I don't. It may have been a whole chapter in the book. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, this was something that really resonated with me. But take us to because I want you to talk about that. But take us to the point in heaven when you saw all the people. Okay. All right. So I am. Uh, I saw myself. And then um, I said, oh, you know, I was ready to go. I was like, I was, you know, whatever was next, that was it. I was not worried about anything down here um, or or what had to happen for me to be there. I knew that what was coming was better. Mm-hmm. So there was like, so my life here was more like the remnants of a dream. Like when you wake up a dream, you still sort of remember a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but you don't focus on it. It's like fleeting. Yeah. Well, life down here was fleeting and I was moved on to that reality. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the Lord spoke for the first time I heard him speak. Now, before then I had been getting sort of all this download of everything that the Lord wanted to show me about love, about life, about heaven I mean it's just revelation after revelation but it was almost like a instant download into yeah. my mind that I was all of a sudden I just knew all the answers right right and um but then at this moment the Lord spoke and I can hear him audibly and he said you have a family mm. and he showed me I, I saw this like this opening and uh a, a, like a opening looking down and I could see what was going on in the hospital room I could see that they were working on me I could see my husband and daughter in the hallway praying and it was like looking into an architect's diorama you know yeah and um and I could see all of that and then all of a sudden I I saw all the people that I knew I mean it was like a instant flash of uh all the people that I had ever known and um I knew how they would react to my death I knew exactly what had 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 to happen for me to be there. And then I started, I saw all these people and a line that went on forever, all these people that I did not know yet. Mm. And, um, and what, what the Lord impressed me is that's your purpose. Wow. Right. That that's and this these was a people, line. This wasn't like a group of people. This was a line of people. Like people, it was. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it was a singular line, but it was. I could see people, a sea of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, and they <laughs> inevitably. Oh uh, yeah, you evidently the phone rings. Um, and they uh, I didn't know those people yet, and I knew instantly that look at all these people. It was like the Lord saying, "See all these people." that don't know about my love, that don't mm. know what you're experiencing right now, mm. that don't understand what I've just shown you right now. And and I could like, yeah, look at all those people. And I felt I felt this huge burden, this um and I felt his burden. Like, here is this loving God who loves these people and wants to set them free mm. and all of this terrible stuff, this weight that they're under in this world. Yeah. And show them his love. He's a loving, giving God who just, who is yes and amen and, and joy and happiness. And he just wants to 
impart that onto you. And here they all are, and they're living in this deception. Yeah. You know, an enemy that has clouded who God is, right? Mm-hmm. And and um and and put God in a box. Yeah. And um and I knew that I, I said I have to go back. And I said that out loud. I said, I have to go back. And he answered me and he said, as if he heard all the thoughts in my head, which I'm sure he did, um, and I heard all the thoughts in his. Um, he said, if you go back, you're going to go through something. And um, uh, I almost feel like I should have asked why at that point. Why do I have to go through something? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you when, did write about that in the yeah, book too, yeah, like yeah. unpacking that with him. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you're going to go through something. And uh, and he said, okay. And so, I mean, I said, I have to, you know, instantly I was back in my body. And I opened my eyes and there was a respiratory therapist standing there and um, a little doctor standing there in front of me and people running around the room and I'm just looking around and, you know, people, there's a big commotion and uh, I'm home and I'm back. And so, uh, and it was just that instant and uh, I was back on earth. But but all these people, it was like, they need to know about God's love and, you know, and it was like, here it is. Let me, let me show you. Yeah. you know, what it's really about and, and go back and share that. Right. Yeah. And so, um, that's what I wanted to come back and share. So all of these people, this, you know, that, that like you, you may or may not have seen some of the faces of these people or what right. have you, but the, the line and the, the mass of people was just way too great for you to be able to, I mean, maybe in heaven you could have, but you didn't like snap a picture and know that like, okay, yep. these people that I encounter, but you were charged at that point, like that these were people that you needed to see, you needed to meet, you needed to have conversation with, like they, that their freedom was on the other side of your conversation or, or what right. have you. Like, right. That, 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 you know, <clears throat> that, um, these are captives. I mean, these are people oh, that are captives yes. and, um, and, and so God wants to set them free and he gives us charge to, to come back and have dominion over the earth to do that, to set them free, to give us information. And our voice matters. Um, mm. The reason why the enemy is, you know, like I said, the devil's the first identity thief. I mean, the first thing he did was try to steal God's identity. That's right. And then he got kicked out of heaven for it. So what's the second thing? He tries to steal our identity, store Adam's identity, right? Yep. And, um, and got him kicked out of Eden. And then Jesus came back to give us that identity back. And so we have stopped at the point of, okay, Jesus gave us, um, gave us the right to salvation, but you know what, that comes, that, that is a mantle that comes with so much more, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, he gave us our salvation, but he also gave us our freedom, the ability to be set free from this world of toil and sweat and, um, and to walk in Mm. God's grace and, um, providence and, power and light yeah. and uh and love and um yeah. and doesn't mean that we are we ever going to have problems are we never going to have things happen um but it just means that again like act like you have a savior because god has your back yeah right yeah. and no matter um no matter what it is that you go through um you know or that you are going through and um and you know <laughs> You know, I really do feel like, you know, death, where is thy staying now? You know, um, that word doesn't have any more meaning for me. Yeah. Um, and um, except to die to self, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but. Uh, every day. Every day. And so. Um, that I, takes me back to the, that statement that you said earlier about 
um, uh, well, I, so there was a picture that we just bought for a friend of ours that today is a good day to have a good day. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you had asked, I guess the class that you were with about like, what, what's been the most important, what's the most important day of your life? Yeah. And the answer is today, like right, right now, right now, yeah. the most important day of your life yeah. to, to, you know, a lot of times we, we, you know, like I was having some friends who were, you know, lost people, uh, especially during COVID and, yeah. and they are, you know, they are almost haunted by the, mm. the, the grief. Right. Yeah. And, um, and they, you know, they, they are constantly worried about what they could have done better or what they should have changed or, um, or why just yeah. the big why, why did this happen? You know, and why did it happen to me? And, right. um, and the enemy will take play games with all of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, um, and, you know, so they, they spend a lot of time, time traveled in the past, which the past is not a place that you can live. No. You can't live there. And you mm-hmm. can't undo it and you can't fix it. You can reflect on it and learn from it, but um, but it needs to be just that, a learning experience and move on. Yeah. Um, and Or they're so focused, like I was, on the future that they weren't living the right now. Girl, that's me, right? That is me. Yeah, like, that's like, the, that's who I was. I'm, I'm working really hard on living in the present, but right. that was you know, 1,000% like, me. You know, I it's like where I'm going to be, the house I'm going to have, the car I'm going to have, the things I'm going to have, the freedom I'm going to have, mm-hmm. um, whatever the goals were, the husband I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who are, like, searching for husbands, you know, and, um, and, they're just believing God for that husband and, um, and, and praying for that. And you should be praying for it. But at the same time, you will, you, you need to be working on who you are as a person, yeah. uh, with the Lord and being a hundred percent, because, um, if you become who God has called you to be, you're going to attract yeah. what you are. And so, yeah. um, and if you're broken, you'll attract broken and yeah. so, and that don't make a hole, right? Amen. <laughs> and so <laughs> you gotta, you know, and, um, and so, um, you know, it could be relationships, it could be a lot of different things. It could be the job, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even, even the baby, I, I get in the spirit. So somebody is, um, is, is believing God for a, a baby and they haven't been able to have a baby and they are not living their best life now because they haven't seen that happen yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just encourage you to just give it to the Lord, just give it to him, let him have it and get out of that place. Um, and, uh, I, I, and I guarantee you that God will do miracles in your life. If you'll get out of the place of, of, uh, keeping your focus on that and start mm-hmm. just focusing on letting God fill you up, letting God heal you. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I know God can transform Amen. things in your life and it, you know, even, even do miracles or, or, you know, and some of the things that we want maybe aren't lined up with what God wants for us. Right. Yeah. And so, and he can, he can get you in alignment where, where you're supposed to be yeah. to receive. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In Jesus name, I believe that you, um, you said, and I may be misquoting this, but this is the way I wrote it down, uh, that you were a personal evangelist for everyone that you encountered. Like, and that's what the chart, like the charge is here that we are personal evangelists for everyone that we encounter as, as, you know, as, as sons and daughters of the one true King, right? Right. 
we are the personal evangelist for that person that is in front of us. And for you to be the personal evangelist for the person that, that is in front of you, like they were then on this RSVP list for the greatest party that we could ever imagine. Yes, that was, you know, I was, I was, you know, I would meet people in the hospital and I would inevitably tell them my story mm -hmm. and it would be, you know, rehab people, people that wandered into my room for no apparent reason, uh, <laughs> extra nurses from different shifts, you know, different things like that. Cause I was in the hospital almost seven months and, um, and, um, I would end up telling my story. And sometimes the Lord would even give me words for them. Like, you know, like, you know, knowing mm -hmm. things I couldn't possibly know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that's, I mean, that just strengthened their faith because right. for them, for you to say something that there's no way that you could have any idea that is going on in their life. Like that is a way that the Lord uses, like it's, it is the gifts to edify <clears throat> and build the church. It is the, um, the miracles, the miraculous things, right? That sometimes people are brought to their knees and that's how they're brought to the Lord. So like with you using those gifts to speak life into people, you know, yeah. and to have um, an awakening. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was things that happened, you know, because I, and I don't think that they happened because I went to heaven. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that they happened because I went to heaven or because I was given some special gift that nobody else has amen. because the gifts of God are yes and amen. And he reigns on all of us, the gifts. Yeah. And, and so, no, I just think that for the first time in my life, I stopped focusing on me. Oh, come on. And I started focusing on loving other people with the love of the Lord. And when I did that, God opened up this this That's a vessel, good word, yeah, sister. The, yes. Just this vessel of yes. being able to receive from him what, because when I open myself up to be his hands, his hug, his his word for them, then he was able to move, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so um, I don't think that you know because I I've, I've come across a lot of people who want to think that I'm special somehow, mm. right? Oh, you died and went to heaven. Oh, can you pray for me or can you touch right, me or right. can you pray for my child? And I'm like. Mm, you know, don't fall for that. You know, uh, yeah. that, that's the enemy trying to tell you that somehow I have more rights than you. Yeah. We are all going to die and you have a choice about where you end up and you right. are, can go to heaven just as easily as I can. Yeah. It's all about your choice. Yeah. And uh, about the choice you make with Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Amen. And, and so in the hospital, you know, I'm sitting in this hospital bed and I'm just wanting to, somebody said, write down everything that you remember, you know, while you still remember it. So I started writing down everything and, um, and people would come in and I'd end up praying with them and we'd see little miracles happen. I mean, and, um, and I was just like things I couldn't possibly have known that, you know, I'm like, and it, it would be me just as shocked as they were. You right. Know, like, I love that. Uh, it's like, Oh wow, this is amazing. You know? Yeah. Um, and, um, and we would end up, you know, praying together and I just want to keep, I want to keep track of you. Yeah. You know, I want to, yeah. I want to know where you're going to be. And I said, you know, I, I'm thinking these are people I may never see again. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, I'll see them in heaven. Hmm. If, if, if we prayed for salvation, then I'll see them in heaven. And so I said, can you sign my journal? And I would write in this book and it, it would be like, can you put your name and information in the journal that, that we prayed and you received Jesus? And they said, like an RSVP list. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to have a party in heaven. And this is my RSVP list for heaven. And um, I had met uh, a guy who wrote a book called 90 Minutes in Heaven years before. And he had said, you know, he had written down in the book that he gave me, 
um, I'll see you at the gate. And he said that everybody had, and this was my only reference, he said everybody that he had either, uh, that had influenced him for Christ when he got to heaven met him at the gate. You know, wow. high school friends, things, that, people that had already passed on before him. Yeah. And um, and I thought, oh, we're going to be friends in heaven. You'll, you'll, the people that, you know, because to me, um, before dying, and, and heaven was a fairy tale. Even though I was a, a Christian in church, all that kind of stuff, deep down I was afraid to tell anybody, but I really thought, you know, mansions and gold streets and, you know, um, and I thought, you know, how can, I, I, you know, I'm pretty, I was pretty jealous of my good-looking husband, right? So I thought, how could I be in heaven and my husband move on and marry somebody else and somebody else be raising my kids and I'd be okay with it? That don't sound like heaven. I don't want to die first, right? Right. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <sighs> um, and so, um, and, you know, I had all these thoughts about, you know, how can you be in heaven and look back on earth? And like, I thought, well, who will tell my daughters when they're doing something wrong or, you know, who yeah. will vet those boyfriends as they come in the door? And so, um, and, uh, I thought, you know, how can you be in, in heaven and, um, and, and see back and earth and, and, uh, it be heavenly, right? How can you be at peace? How can there be all this love sure, and peace? Sure. And what I found out from being in heaven is that I did not, this, this world was more like a remnant of a dream. Yeah. I knew that I knew what I was, but I, I was not in that place anymore. And yeah. uh, I had transformed, right? You weren't you weren't seeing like the looking down into the operating room type situation right. until you said like I'm I'm coming I'm coming back. And so like then it was like okay, I'm I'm going back. Right. Until that point, like for you, you just, and I'm you know, I don't know for others, but like for you in that experience it was not at all even a thought no mm -mm. I was totally content to be in heaven yeah and you cannot go to heaven looking back right mm. and um and the same goes for this world Man, you cannot be good. at peace constantly living in the past it's good and yeah. um and so uh I realize now that you know this is this life, this day, this minute is an opportunity. This, um, every person we meet is an opportunity to set them free, set ourselves free, you know, uh, talk about God, talk about God's love, uh, glorify Amen. him in what we do Amen. and, uh, and live out our purpose. And, um, and this is the one opportunity you get to do it because you cannot direct from the other side. Right. And so, um, and, and so many people feel that, you know, that they're grieving or feeling like that somebody's directing from the other side. Well, it should be Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one who should be directing from the other side. Yeah. And any other thing that comes into your mind that makes you think that somehow, you know, the dead relative is following you around telling you what to do or what not to do, that's not happening. That's not God. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, um, and that doesn't always sit well with people, you know. Sure. Um, because there's a sense of comfort, I guess, that I, comes along with yeah, that. Yeah, they want they want to think that you know, but know that 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 grandparent or that person that if you if you love them and they loved you and they love the Lord, that they take all of that knowing and all of that love with them, mm. and and that's and that's where they're at now. You know, maybe there's another thing, you know, maybe that's maybe I didn't get the full you sure. know gambit of heaven, and there's you know later on after you've gone through a class, you can you can go down and <laughs> orchestrate with your family. Who knows? But uh, 
but uh but my experience was is that you were totally transformed into that butterfly and now you're going to be with the butterflies and that's a different yeah. thing yeah and um and uh but realizing that that spiritual person lives inside of me, that butterfly, yeah. and that I can, I can have wings here yeah. as well, yeah. was the big revelation. What? And 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 one more thing about RSVP heaven. And so now, you know, I had the, I had a book, a guest list, and I started to keep a, a standing guest list, and it would be like. You know, I took the religious filter off of, mm. you know, do you want to get saved? Do you go to church? Do all of those things. I took all that off and I'm like, do you, you know, we're all going to die and we all make a decision about where we go. Will you make the decision with me that you'll meet me in heaven? And can I tell you how to do that? Yeah. And will you sign my book? Because we're going to have a party when we get there. It's yeah. going to be amazing, right? <laughs> and um, and uh, we're going to soar with the angels. And uh and so, and it became a very joyous thing and it, yeah. it stopped being about denominations and religion and all Amen. of those things, you know, Amen. started being about, you made a decision and you're set free, you mm. know, freedom, yeah. freedom, freedom, so many people just wrapped up in bondage you and know. freedom from death. You yeah. know, for me, there is no deadline, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take like, the deadline off. <laughs> yeah, it's just, for sure. You know, we, we can't, we can't, and, you know, talking about deadlines, like we can't backdate things either, right? Mm -hmm. we, we ain't backdating it. No. Um, so talking about this, you know, the butterfly and the freedom that you found and this new revelation really of love, like when you talked about being in this, this sea of love, if that was even a tangible thing to just... To, to be in. So what you're saying is you came back and you were just this completely different person. You never had struggles ever again. And you didn't have worries anymore. <laughs> and you treated everyone equally all the time. And like, that's what you're saying, right? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, you know, I came back feeling, you know, like I was dripping in love. But um, as as the days went on in the hospital and, you know, and, and you know, uh, at the beginning, my husband was very careful not to tell me about bills that were due or anything that was going on at home that would stress me out or whatever. But uh, as life began to creep its way back in, I had to... It'll do that sometimes, yeah, won't it? And, and uh, I began to feel further and further away from heaven in the sense that, um, you know, in the sense that I, you know, I had to develop coping skills mm -hmm. um, and change the way I... The change, change the way I um, respond to things, react yeah. to things, yeah, um, and um, and take them and and then give up a lot of things, like you know, take it out of my hands and put it in the Lord's hands. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have a, a sign over by my bed that I can see when I fall asleep at night. It says, "Give it to God and go to sleep." And so, because <laughs> that's when I'm making the list on the wall, right? I'm right? sitting there laying down in the bed and I'm staring at the wall and I'm making a mental list of everything I didn't do today, everything I have to do, what's due on the bills, what's right. due here, uh, what, what's next. And so uh, sometimes you get into that place and it's such an unfruitful place. Yeah. And so, and to say, okay, you know what, Lord, um, you got this. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have sweet peace and sleep. I'm going to, I'm going to let this go. Yeah. And, uh, and you got this act like you got a savior. He's going to be with you. You know, Jesus. Take that never, with me. Act like you got a savior. Okay. Yeah. Like, come on. Jesus never begged God for anything. And we spend a lot of time in our prayers begging God for things mm. like as if he was going to, like if he's holding back. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, like I please God, can I have, you know, God, if you'll do this then I'll do that, you know, negotiating all yes. this kind of stuff. And, um, 
And, you know, Jesus never said, God, will you just please heal this blind man? Will you just please, 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 please? And uh, if I say, you know, uh, if I say yes and amen and a thousand times, will you please do it? God, you know, he said, take up your bed and walk. And yeah. he said, I do what my father says to do. Mm. You know, yeah. I hear my father and I do what he says to do. And so we need to be, it, you can't be um, in the past or in the future or in your own mind someplace else. And, and be ever present with the Lord tuned in. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that the, the lesson, that the way that I had to learn to cope better was to be tuned in to God and say, okay, this is a moment. Every moment is a teachable moment with the Lord, yeah. right? And this is a moment that I'm doing this. And should I do this or should I not do this? Yeah. Is this what I'm supposed to do or this is what yeah. I'm not supposed to do? In the little things and the big things. In the little things and yes. the big things, yeah. And he cares about the little things, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, some people say, well, I'm not going to bother God with this because, you know, um, you know, he's got bigger things. Well, you know what? God is so much bigger yeah. than you think he is, right? Yeah. He's got this. And, and nowadays when we're seeing the world, you know, my husband has, you know, watching a lot of political stuff, watching a lot of stuff about what's crazy going on in school systems and everything else. And he comes and he says, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. And this is the world. And and he's all upset, up in arms. And, um, and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, what do we do about this? Yeah. How do we do, what do we do about this world that we're seeing right now that we don't even recognize right now? Right. 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 Um, and, and I said, you know, what we do is what the world needs now is Jesus, mm. you know, what the world needs now is more love, more Jesus, more faith, yeah. right? Because, you know, all these people that are struggling out there and making bad decisions and, you know, not doing and, and, and struggling with their identity um, are there because they don't know God's love. And, yeah. um, and you're not going to be able to beat them over the head with the Bible to get them to know it. They're going to have to experience it from you. Yeah. And so you got to take that filter off. And, um, and just love people. Walk it out in love. Yeah. Walk it out in love. Yeah. I think that John Maxwell says lead with love. I think, I know Heather Smurl says that, but I think it came from John Maxwell, but everything, if we're leading with love, we're leading with him. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he is love. Right. You know, there was something that, um, and I don't know if you actually want to go here, but, and I, I know for me, the reason that it, that it struck me in your writing was because of how close to home it hit for me, but you were talking about being in the hospital and that your mom, finally, you had put it like in the writing, it was like italicized or whatever, mm-hmm. finally came to visit. Mm-hmm. And I remember like reading that, that sentence before I had gotten to the rest of the chapter and you don't need to share all the chapter because yeah, yeah. we want people to read the book. But before I got into the rest of the chapter and I thought, I wonder why she wrote finally like that. Like, yeah, there's something else there. Like there's, there's something she's holding on to there. Like she hasn't, she's not free from this, whatever it is, you know? Um, and you have to read the book to figure out how that all ends. But like, for me, it was, um, I thought, man, why did that hit me the way that it hit me? You know, because there's something else. There's still something I'm holding on to, you know, and you talked a little bit more in that chapter and this is after, right? Like, so this is after you have, have, yeah, I'm unpacking (laughs) stuff. I'm, you know, it's like, Oh my goodness. Now all the luggage, like all the luggage. Yeah. Um, 
it, you know, it was, it was like, it was like a light went on and, you know, everything that was hidden and, uh, that I didn't want people to see, yeah. I could see now. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I could even see it, you know, I remember t- watching the TV. I was sitting in the hospital and it was like a Sunday and there's all these church programs on and I just turned off the sound and I flipped the channels and I was looking at these preachers. And I, you know, at first I was listening to the preachers and they were like saying their stuff. And then, then I thought, I, I, if I turned off the sound, could I tell who was talking in love? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And, and so I, I began to realize that, um, that, you know, the, 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 the giving of the Lord, you know, the giving your, the, the knowledge of the Lord and his love in their life is not something you can sell. Mm-hmm. Can't sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many times um, we we try to sell it. We try to um, we try to you know pack it in a neat little box and put all the scriptures with it and um, and put a bow around it and we try to sell it to somebody. Um, when if we just went to the Lord and we said, Lord, what does that person need? Please show me. Please mm-hmm. use me mm-hmm. and you let God's power work through you because yeah. he knows, he knows them inside and out yeah. and you let God work through you to, to be the answer. Um, then the power of God comes first and that mm-hmm. love of God comes first and it paves the way. And, and then all of a sudden, all those little things that you put in a box and scriptures and stuff like that, and then they're picking it up because they want to know, yeah. you know, because they've just experienced the love of God and the That's power right. of God. Right. That's right. And, um, and so a lot of times it's like, you know, I'm like, I almost like I would want to stand at the front of the church and say, you need healing. Let's get you healed now. Let's, let's get you prayed for and get you healed now. And then you can go in and hear about the scriptures and stuff like that. But, right. 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 <laughs> because you know what God is, that's free. That's, you know, yes. he's got that for you. Yes. And, um, and uh, he loves you, you know, and uh, if I can only just impart God's love to people and they can experience that overwhelming, tangible love that I experienced. And, you know, it's there. It's not just for me. It's not just for that book. It's not just for that moment or for that special miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, I we think of dying and coming back and going to heaven as a miracle. But the truth is, it's a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. We're going to die and mm-hmm. we're going to go someplace and you need to decide where that is. And you have a choice to make. So and that's, good. that's, it's a matter of fact, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's, it's not the fact, the fact that I'm able to come back, you know, has a lot to do with, I think my husband's prayer for praying me to come back. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that, that there's so much work to be done and the workers are few. And God knew if I knew who he had called me to be, that I'd be willing and yeah. so, and that's what he's looking for. Yeah, just I'm willing, willing vessels. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I make the joke a lot of times. God, let me be the ass. You know, the the donkey on the side of the road. I know I'm not perfect, and you know that I'm not. But Lord, just let me be the ass. Let me be the one that's that, that you know you talk through. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and then let me shut my mouth if I'm not meant to talk. Come on, right? Because yeah. I can. You know, I could be, right there with you, girl. I could beat people over the head with all kinds of facts that that have nothing to do with God's love. <laughs> Amen. Do you think that, as we're kind of rounding out our time together, do you think that you are the woman that you met? I, I do. Um, I, you know, I I think I'm constantly running into new 
things that I, you know, come across new challenges and, and, you know, what I approach, what God is capable of doing, you know, he's capable of doing everything, but sometimes I take it back from him, you know, it's, it's like, I don't give it to him, you know, to deal with. And, um, and I, and I, I call it done yelling it, you know, um, I I made my name into a verb because (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh gosh, I'm done yelling it again. You know, like, um, I can't pay this bill, so I'm gonna have to go work three times as hard to get that bill paid and, or I can't do this, so I'm going to have to go do that. Or, uh, all hell is going to break loose because of this or that, you know, and, um, and I'm just going to have angst over it and stay up half the night worrying about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I spent all that wasted time that, uh, is really, I could have done nothing. I can't do anything about it anyway. Right. It's nothing I have control over anyway. Um, and if I just sit and say, Lord, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. Like, show me the way, help me, help me and ask for help. You know, he will drop answers in front of you and he, he wants to, right. I was telling you earlier, my daughter, you know, I have five kids and my oldest daughters come over and visit and they'll come in the house you know, open the refrigerator, get food, get whatever it is they want out of the refrigerator, drink some tea, uh, wash their clothes in my laundry, you know, um, and uh, kiss me goodbye and, and, and see you later. And, you know, walk I, out the door. They have, the, you know, they have the key uh, to the door. And um, I do not even worry about it. I'm not worried about, okay, like, oh, you owe me a dollar ninety five for that biscuit and it was $2 mm-hmm. for that tea and, uh, you know, the lunch yeah. meat you took, you know, to run at your apartment. I need that back, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't uh, itemize my list for my kids because they're my kids. I love mm. them. Everything I have is open for them. My mm. knowledge, my heart, my, my, my gifts, uh, what I have to give is theirs. And so, and I'm just a human being. Imagine if we're made in God's image, how much more the creator of the universe has for you. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so, and his refrigerator is open, everything you need, you know, that gas tank being filled, everything you need is there. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, and he can do greater things than you can imagine, but he's to meet you at, you have to meet him at, you know, at, with faith and, yeah. um, and uh, there was a there was a season in my life where somebody had said that I I might have cancer, right? And um, and uh, I remember going straight to the Bible book store, being a good Christian that I am, you know. And I thought <laughs> I'm going to go and read all the books I can. I'm praying and what proper prayers to pray to right. get through cancer. And I remember sitting in front of that bookshelf and thinking, okay, what to read for healing? All the good. It's not that you you need to know healing scriptures. You need to know what the word has to say about Absolutely. it. You need to bury that in your spirit so that you know how to defeat the uh, attacks of the enemy. But at that moment, I wasn't putting my faith in God. I was putting my faith in the books on that shelf. Right. Yeah. And so if I had that book, then I could study my way through and that something I knew was going to activate God. And and the truth is God's already activated. I just needed to know it. Right. (laughs) And so I went to reach out for that bookshelf and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do you want to go through cancer or do you want to go around? Mm. And I said, I'm going around. <laughs> yeah, not, I will go around. I do not have that. I don't uh, have that in the name of Jesus. I don't have cancer. And um, and so, and sure enough, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was a mistake. And so, um, and, um, you know, or a miracle. I don't yeah, know. But, yeah. but, you know, sometimes we have to ask God if we're, if we're meant to go through something with him or mm-hmm. whether he never intended that for us in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I remember there was a great preacher 
who was in, in the hospital with, like, full-body cancer. And his family was upset because he was, like, a great man of God. Yeah. And he said to his family, first of all, this is not about me. Mm. He said, if I'm here, it's because somebody else needs me to be here. Amen. And so he was in there going through cancer, and he was getting people saved in that hospital. Yeah. And praying with other people who had nobody there to visit with him. Yeah. And, you know, he beat cancer. Amen. But, but he had he had to be in that place and but you, if you're going to be in that place don't be go without in, god be in that place be with in that him place with god right yeah, um, yeah and ask god if he's if you're going to walk through walk through holding his hand so you know? good that's so good i um i know there's so much more that we could talk about but everybody listening is just going to have to read your book yeah <laughs> and then they can reach out to you if they have questions yes. but I want to leave people with um, some encouragement in, because you're, you're, the whole premise in the book, I mean, it's in the title, I Found Myself in Heaven. Yeah. You know, and so um, a lot of times, this is a battle of identity, you mm-hmm. know, this, 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 the world that we live in. And a lot of times we lose ourselves in what we think that we should be by the world standards or um, what, what we feel like is going to feel X, Y, Z for that, for that time in our life, for that season in our life. And yeah. so we think we're going to be this now and this later and, and whatever, but ultimately we are, um, we are who he has created us to be. We are made in his image. We are beautifully and wonderfully made, right? Yeah. Knit together in our mother's womb. Like we can go on and on and on about what he says about us. Um, and so I just want to encourage people that whenever we start to go down this, this road of like, number one, not being present where we are, Mm-hmm. And making today the most important day of our life um, in who we are in mm-hmm. him, yeah. right? That, um, that, that they're encouraged by these words. And so I'm just going to read just, just a little, the last part of the book, but not, not ruin it for everybody. Okay. Um, says, you are who God says you are. You are beautiful, wonderfully made, a magnificent creation, worthy of love, powerful in him, and a force to be reckoned with for the kingdom of heaven. Remind yourself every day, I am that person, the one that God says I am. Amen. Amen. So before we close out, is there anything, any last words that you would like to share with our friends listening on the other side? You know, um, take this moment to say, you know, I, I um, take this moment to say, Lord, if I haven't told you before, um, I love you, Jesus. I want you as my savior in my life. I want to act like I have a savior. I want you to have my back. Mm. Um, and I want you to lead me through all the decisions in my life. I want you to be my defender. Um, and, uh, take this time to, uh, just please write me. I, you know, I'm, uh, you can go find me on Facebook. I found myself in heaven. Right. Um, but, uh, please write me and tell me that that I can add your name to my RSVP book for heaven, that I'm going to meet you someday in heaven, and we're going to celebrate, and, and you're going to say, hey, I, I read your book, I heard you on that podcast, and um, and I made a decision that I was going to follow the Lord with my whole heart and be mm-hmm. ever-present in today's moment and to love God and let Him love me and love other people mm-hmm. in that light. And uh, just help me know um, and make that decision for the Lord, please. Yeah. Um, because uh, we're not promised tomorrow and we mm-hmm. can't redo yesterday. So we just have to do right now. So right now is the moment 
So if you're driving, pull over, make it happen. <laughs> now is good. Now, now is, is good. good. Yeah. So Amen. make it happen and uh, and give your life to the Lord. Um, and you know what? It and don't try to put the framework of what that needs to look like. He will lead you through it. Mm-hmm. You know, all you have to do is say yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, and then He'll lead you through. You know, helping you develop who you are, and uh, and and love you through that. And, uh, and teach you that. Yeah. I promise you he'll be there for you. Amen. Amen. Well, before we close out, um, I do want to say we're recording this the on June 22nd, um, 2022. <laughs> what year are we in? But you are having a book signing party mm-hmm. on Saturday, which is, so this is 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th? 25th. Okay, so June 25th of 2022. So if you're listening to this later, this does not apply to you. But if you're listening to this now in this day, then it does apply to you. And we would love, right, to invite all yes, of our friends. Yes, please come. And um, and uh, if you have a book, bring it to be signed. If not, there'll be books there. And, and just celebrate with me and um, yeah. and, let, and let me know that you heard. And um, I just want to meet you. Yeah. Because I believe, I believe that there are no... Um, coincidences i believe i'm supposed to meet people and if you're hearing this um you were meant to hear this amen and uh, it was in god's design that you hear this today and this is for you so don't doubt it amen all right saturday june 25th at 11 a.m uh, garden of eden in laporte texas and there's information on your facebook page yeah i found myself in heaven um facebook page and um and yeah, come come there, and it's a great little bookshop, tea room, gifts, all that kind of stuff, and we'll have cake and refreshments. It'll be great. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm super proud of you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am so encouraged by you and challenged by you and excited by uh, where the Lord's going to lead this Kingdom Connection because I know that it doesn't end right here, even though I'm right here for it right now. So thank you. Thank you for being here today. Amen. All right. Until next time, my friends, just know that you are so very, very loved.